Bro, how the fuck are we going to edit this episode? I've honestly been dreading recording this for the last week because, you know, Tommy did last week's episode. I don't know who's going to do this week's episode. Do you think we could pay Tommy to like do it again or no? Like you, you think we should probably just wait before we have like ask him again? Yeah, see, I don't I don't have any money, so all right, well, um, dude, that's okay. <clears throat> Have you heard from Terry? Like, do you think we could just maybe shoot him an email or? Uh, ever since the voicemail incident, I haven't heard from him. He's not answering any emails, no texts. Uh, his voicemails <laughs> changed to Pierre St. Pierre screaming. So I don't know what to do. Dude, uh, you know what, dude? Hey, hey, I got you, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> This is the Weekly Forecast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the 13th episode of the Weekly Forecast. I'm sitting here today alone with my brother from another mother. Josh, how you doing? What's up, man? 13 spooky. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> A little, little spooky number on this one. Uh, this week, uh, we are going editorless. Is that a word? You know, if we owned a hotel, we would skip this number. We would have went straight to 14. Oh, maybe maybe we'll do that. Let's not do that, because well, we don't believe in it. Bullshit. What's up, ladies and germs and Scotty? What's happening, my brother? Oh, you know, just sitting here, uh, listening to your life crash before my eyes. So, Or before my ears, should I say. Yeah, I think I hit everything on this desk at least one point in like the last 30 seconds. But it's fucking awful sounding, I tell you that. Can we, can we acknowledge how cool this sounds in the mic, though? It doesn't. I was like a little Wayne, lighting, you know, lighting my, hitting my lighter flick. All right, I'm going to end this man's career. That uh, <laughs> that day that you was like dragging that piece of string down the microphone, that sounded pretty cool. You got a piece of string you can do that? Give the viewers some good listening? Uh, I got something better than string. You ready? Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a little much. It's a little much. You've overstayed your welcome. I'm thinking about doing uh, ASMR next. Um, What's new with you, man? How is Animal Crossing? How's your island going, boy? You know, sadly, I think my villagers are going to be a little upset with me because I haven't played Animal Crossing in about a week. What, are they like the Sims? Like they die and get pregnant and shit? Or no? No, but apparently like if you don't log on consistently, like... um your friendship level with them drops, and eventually, like, if you don't come back for a long period of time, some of them will move off your island. F*** them. That's what I say. You know what I mean? <clears throat> F*** them. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Do you remember on Fallout where, like, you would start, like, a settlement, and then you had to, like, give them food and, like, water and, like, take care of them or they'd get pissed? Yeah, I remember a couple of my settlements, bro. They were just they were just living off the land, you know, and they didn't have much land there. <laughs> Dude, I went on a killing spree one time in Sanctuary, dude. I was like, fuck it, saved my game, went through, started killing everybody, just see, you know, see if I could. And, uh, dude, the CPUs on there are hard to kill. Hey, you remember that time that we put, um, who was the old lady? Mama, Papa Murphy, or Mama, Mama Murphy? Mama Murphy. We put Mama Murphy on that, like, staircase way up in the sky and took the stairs away. You remember that? And then she just, like, oh, during one of the cutscenes, she just fell down. <laughs> Oh, man, that's phenomenal. Dude, Fallout 4 is such a good game. I've bought it like eight times now on every fucking console I have. We had so so many good times with that game. You remember that time? You remember when we first bought that game? We stayed up to like four in the... Well, I say when we first bought it. When you first bought that game, we just stayed up until four in the morning just like 
tweaking and like building a settlement, like living off Mountain Dew and cigarettes and a little context to this story. Uh, Josh had come over with his wifey at around, what do you think? About 8 PM. Yeah. And, uh, we started playing fallout around 9 PM and, uh, you know, his wife left and he's like, I'll be, I'll be home in like an hour. And so she's expecting him to be home at 11. She goes home, goes to sleep. And then at like three 30 in the morning, he gets a phone call and she's like, where the fuck are you? And he's like, Oh, I fell asleep over at Scotty's on my morning. Yeah. That was pretty good old times, man. Back building them settlements, man. We were regular, uh, uh, regular old Lewis and Clark's man, discovering shit, building shit, you know, killing out the indigenous, uh, people of those areas, you know, I got a little dark. While we have this moment, uh, I would just like to say I had a really good time last week with you and uh, old, old Tom Midley boy. Oh yeah, old Tom Midley boy was a was a fucking character and a half. I feel like that guy's yeah, yeah, my, my spirit animal. <clears throat> I feel like yeah, yeah, that guy's a couple people's spirit animals. You know what I mean? Where he was so quick with everything, like everything he said, he was just fucking firing away. I wish I was that funny in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can only hope. Usually on the internet, whenever I'm like flaming people and it's like really funny, it takes me like a couple good minutes to think of a reply. You know what I mean? But that dude is straight off the cuff. There's hardly zero. Well, I don't know this because he edited the episode for us, but I don't feel like there was any editing done in the random news articles. Like he was so quick with just reacting to those. Oh, yeah. he. So, so for anybody listening, that was like a prototype kind of experiment, right? For how we're going to do guests. And he absolutely fucking killed it. Like he done such a good job. Yeah, he murdered it. Without keeping the people too long, my brother, let's go ahead and jump straight into bias news. What you got, man? It's my first article here. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. <clears throat> that way, hopefully uh, it, you, you don't steal it. That's literally what I asked you to do. Is just say it. This is being recorded on the 26th of January. And a day ago, which would have been the 25th of January, Drake has delayed the release of Certified Lover Boy due to recent surgery. This is like the, I don't know, second or third time he's released or he's delayed this album. And I'm not going to lie, bro. I've been counting the days down in January. Just like, when's this fucking album going to release? And now it's pushed back. And uh, I'm so excited. But think about this. This is his first uh, <clears throat> album in the, the 20s. What would that years, what would the years be called? The 2020s, I guess. Oh, actually, okay. You meant, you meant from like 2020 onward. Yeah. Didn't he release Dark Lane demos last year during the Ronies? I don't think he released an album last year. It was like a mixtape. It was pretty good, bro. But uh, Charlemagne the God has spoke out and said that um, the Drake era is over. You know, if you think about all his greatest work was put out in the 2010s, starting with Thank Me Later, going to Take Care, nothing was the same. People started saying he kind of started falling off with Views and Scorpion. Um, how do you think he's, do you think he's still going to be like one of the top rap artists pushing forward? Oh, 100 100% dude I think he's probably the Tom Brady of rap dude you know what I'm saying like not everybody likes him but he's super consistent um I don't know I'm super excited for Certified Lover Boy yeah I am too um Laugh Now Cry Later I'm gonna assume is gonna be on that album uh me and you wasn't like super impressed with like the first time we listened to that together but like I'm not gonna lie I've been jamming the fuck out of that song lately dude I have too I'm so glad you said that down bad what they had didn't last damn baby hey <clears throat> dude drake drake puts out certified bangers dude shame on anybody that disses drake can you imagine can you imagine being alive and hating drake it's like that line in the interview where he's like if listening to Katy perry and drinking margaritas is gay then who would want to be straight 
You know, I feel like if I woke up tomorrow and I hated Drake, I would probably hate life. I thought you were going to say you'd probably be gay. And I was like, bro, it's 2021. That's perfectly acceptable. But hating Drake, definitely not. So I got some, I got the coolest piece of bias news, bro. You ever play Borderlands? I think you let me borrow the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Roland, uh, like the, like the character in Borderlands, is going to be played by Kevin Hart. Do you like Kevin Hart, man? Oh, I did not even know that was a thing, bro. I love Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, I think, is one of the greatest stand-up comedians ever. I think so, too. And uh, he he released something uh, during the COVID, like during the pandemic on Netflix. I actually didn't enjoy it. Everything else before that, though, like, dude, I love Kevin Hart. Um, for a little bit more backstory, the Borderlands movie is indeed coming, and Kate Blanchett will play Lilith, and Kevin Hart will play Roland. Who's the big dude that, like, walks around talking to his sword? Uh, yep. Don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm having a very hard time. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to look just now. People are trying to figure out who is going to be Claptrap or Jack. Um, and people are saying that uh, Ryan Reynolds would be really good. People are saying to put The Rock in there, which I like The Rock and Kevin Hart together. Yeah, I think they're great together, honestly. They really are. I was trying to see. They were people were uh, suggesting uh, the little dude from uh, Twilight. What's his name? He's about to be Batman. Oh, um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, that fucking guy with his dreamy fucking eyes. Piece of shit. Sticking to the video game aspect of things, the whole reason I haven't been playing Animal Crossing is because I have been enjoying Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, have you ever played a Super Smash Brothers game? Um, not in not in a while, bro. I think I played on the Wii was like the last time I played one. So I I don't know, man. This game's kind of making me like super nostalgic because I remember like whenever I just graduated high school, like got my like first apartment, like uh, my friend would always bring his Wii over and we would all like pile into this super small um, one bedroom apartment, like a couple doors down in another friend's house. And we would just like be in there like 12, 13 people deep playing uh, Super Smash Brothers. I think it was Brawl. Maybe, but like I haven't really played since those like days, and then now like going back and playing the new one like just makes me kind of nostalgic, you know? Yeah, no, I feel I dude, I listen to albums sometimes and I get super nostalgic. Um, and even when I'm playing like Skyrim or Fallout Four, which you know, hey, I still play those. Uh, I get nostalgic playing those, or even Grand Theft Auto Five, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get nostalgic of like where we were at when we were playing those games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll tell you right now, there was a there's a story that needs to be told on this podcast one time about playing GTA five with Chris Garcia at your oh, like that one house fuck. you lived at for a little bit of time. <laughs> that that's like one of my favorite stories ever. We played uh, Grand Theft Auto Five and Mortal Kombat that night, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got so drunk you walked home. Yeah, I did. It was so hot in that house, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was living in like a trap house. I ain't gonna lie. It was literally a trap house. Like, didn't you have people like walk in while you was like sitting on your couch one day or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit was fucking weird, bro. It was, uh, yeah, motherfuckers didn't even ring the doorbell, didn't knock on the door. I didn't have a doorbell, actually. They just didn't. They just, uh, didn't, you know, they just opened the door and just came right on in. I was like, all right, well, what's happening? Yeah, but that story needs to be told one day. And more about that house needs to be told because that house was just a fucking story in its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wild times, bud. Wild times. We were good kids, though, wasn't we? Some would say we were the best. 
I don't know who in their fucking right mind would say that, but Scotty, let me ask you a question, man. Okay. Serious question. You like a big nice you like a big old booty? I mean I like to think everybody likes one, you know. Uh well boy, I've got just the thing for you. <clears throat> Do you know who Jordan Woods is? No. Jordan Woods was Kylie Jenner's best friend. And then uh uh she had apparently cheated uh or I don't even know how to tell this. Kylie has a sister named Chloe who was dating some basketball player and Jordan like hooked up with a basketball player that, yeah. So anyways, the uh, Jenners and Kardashians kicked Jordan out of their circle, right? She's still Mm -hmm. popping among, uh, you know, among the millennials and shit. Anyway, she just done the bus it down challenge. Have you heard of this challenge? I have heard of this challenge. As of right now, She's the number three fucking trending thing on Twitter right now for her bust it down challenge. She was the number three trending thing on Twitter. I don't know if she's still trending, but because of the bust it down challenge, man, do you think, uh, are you impressed that a, a booty is trending number three on Twitter? You know, I'm, I feel like it's probably a hard thing to get number three on trending on Twitter. Yeah, I do too. We live in a day and age, man, where, you know, a good booty can change the whole world. You know what I'm saying? For all the listeners that are curious as to why the Bust It Down Challenge and Jordan Woods' booty made Bias News, who doesn't appreciate a good booty? For one. For two, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. A good booty can change the world. Well, going on to my third article here, which uh, you know doesn't correlate at all with yours, um, I finally got to sit down this weekend and watch The King of Staten Island. Have you watched it yet? Oh, fuck no. Where's it at? It's on Hulu. That's where I watched it. Oh, fuck, man. I'm going to have to check it out. Bro, it's a pretty solid movie. <clears throat> I feel like it's kind of like Pete Davidson's uh, 8 Mile, if that makes sense. You know, like Eminem didn't... Uh, he told the story about his life, but it wasn't 100% factual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know what, dude? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Pete Davidson's the funniest person on SNL. Oh, hands down. Hands down, bro. I don't even know why Keenan is still on SNL. Bro, Keenan's still the same from like all that. Yeah, I don't. He's so boring, bro. Yeah, I think he's extremely boring. He's not even funny, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird, bro. Um, <clears throat> For my third piece of uh, bias news this week, I'm going to uh, respectfully take a moment of silence for the rapper Six Dogs, who passed away this evening. Um, People might know Six Dogs. He was a uh, one of the bigger, one of the first bigger SoundCloud rappers. He had a song called um, Butt Cheeks. It was really good. Butt Cheeks was good. Fago Dreamin' was really good. Really good young talent. 21 years old. Uh, so I just want to take like, a moment of silence for that young, uh, that young man, you know? Yep, R.I.P. Buddy. That, uh, <clears throat> um, no man, I, I, I really fuck with those SoundCloud rappers. Uh, outside of like Little Pump and Little Zan, a lot of those guys were original as fuck, and they kind of stayed in their own lane. They didn't give a fuck about fame, and uh, Six Dogs was definitely one of them. So R.I.P. to that kid, man. Was you a big like Little Peep fan? Uh, I, I liked Little Peep. Um, and the, the problem I have with Little Peep is the same problem I have with XXX is after they pass away, their family decides to keep pushing out music that is unfinished. And I feel like it partially taints the legacy because 
to me, you can tell some of these things are unfinished. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing I hate um, about like Little Peep and, and XXX. But you know me, like I seen XXX in concert. Uh, I love Little Peep <clears throat> um, pre um, passing. You know, I think all the stuff since they've passed just shouldn't have been uh, released unless it was already, um, I guess, finished. You know what I'm saying? Which the Mac Miller album, Circles, that came out after he had passed, it was already pretty well completely finished. John uh, John Bryan just went on and, and uh, kind of put it all together and put it in an order that it kind of t- tells a story. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that I'm okay with, but I'm not cool with, with their families putting out literal uh fucking like snippets and shit you know what i mean yeah i agree with that well with that being said boy the lines are open let's hit these voicemails let's do it my brother hey this is sally um i was just wondering what you think happened in the conor mcgregor dennis portier fight not sure if i'm saying his saying his last name right but what happened <laughs> Oh, coincidentally enough, you didn't say his first name right either. <laughs> um, hey, so for anybody listening, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have a video uh, breakdown on what exactly happened during this fight, uh, and it will be posted to um, at the Takedown Podcast on Instagram. Um, Scotty, do you do you want to get into this? Like, do you want to technically break this down or no? I don't want to fucking talk about this, if I'm being honest. I'm pretty salty about it. Actually, let me go ahead and say I'm not really salty about it. Like, me and you talked about it. If if Connor was to lose a fight, I'm cool with it being Dustin Poirier, because I like Dustin Poirier as a person. Absolutely, man. Did I believe that it was going to happen the way it happened? Absolutely not. Like, I expected if it was going to end in the first three rounds, it was going to be Connor. If anything, after three rounds, it was going to be Dustin. I, I was on FaceTime with... Uh, our other cousin. And I was telling him, I was like, man, like in the first round, Connor just didn't look sharp. He looked flat, flat footed. He wasn't bouncing around. He wasn't really moving his head off center. It was just kind of a weird thing to see, especially with how like dominant he was with the cowboy fight and like how precise his shots were in the cowboy fight versus this fight. Yeah. Um, exactly what you just said. So if you go back and you watch Connor earlier in his career, he was a lot lighter on his feet. You remember he used to have like a karate stance almost, right? Um, yeah. so he'd be lighter on his feet. He'd be bouncing back and forth. It's most notorious. Get it? Notorious. Uh, it's most notorious in the Aldo fight. You know, he's bouncing, uh, you know, foot to foot. It's a traditional karate stance, right? Um, in this fight, in this fight, he came out flat footed, came out in a more boxing heavy stance, flat footed, kind of hunched over a little bit. And if you notice, and I just want to point this out, he actually was less accurate during this fight than he's ever been in any fight before. Yeah. He was very inaccurate. Uh, In the second round alone, he threw, he threw 13 strikes in a row and only landed one. Um, so what, what actually happened? Uh, Connor's leg got chewed up by Dustin Poirier's rear leg kick, just wrapped around the side of the calf. And, once you kind of take out somebody's legs, takes away all of their power, right? All the power when you throw a punch comes from your hips, comes from your feet, and how they're planted comes from your entire legs, right? A lot of people don't know that. So Dustin went early with the leg kicks to take off some of the Conor McGregor power. Dustin was shoulder rolling really good 
And I know people are going to talk about Connor's cardio. I think his cardio was probably a little shit too. Um, so what Dustin done was Dustin countered very well. And he actually, I don't know if you noticed this, Scotty, but when he had Connor against the fence, Dustin switched from the southpaw stance because Dustin is a southpaw fighter that is actually right-handed. He switched to the orthodox stance to throw a clean right hand down the middle. Um, I love Dustin Poirier as a person, bro. As a person, I want to, I mean, I think me and you both want to be Dustin Poirier when we fucking grow up, dude. Like that dude helps people. He has his own charity, which by the way, um, I hate like plugging our red bubble, but if you go to our red bubble and you buy anything that says the takedown on it, all that money is going to the good fight foundation, by the way. Um, I like Dustin Poirier. I wanted Connor to win so bad, but uh, better luck next time. He always comes back really hot. Uh, shot. <laughs> he always comes back really hot and heavy after a loss. So I'm actually really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'll agree with you that um, his cardio was very shit. And I kind of think that's been like, um, ever since it was kind of exposed in the first Diaz fight, we've seen him kind of, in a way, fix it with the second Diaz fight. But like, you could still see that he was struggling cardiovascular wise. Um, come back, loses to Khabib. You know, he kind of was flat footed in that in that uh, fight as well. You know, because Khabib then drained him at that point. When he came back for the Cowboy fight, you couldn't really gauge his cardio because it happened so quick. And I think that's kind of as much as I hate to say it, I kind of feel like that's more, like where the Connor fights are going to end up going. Like if he's not finishing in the first minute and a half or so, like if you could weather the storm. You know what I mean? You're probably going to get past him in a way. But um, fucking congratulations to Dustin, bro. Like like you said, he, he started taking apart his legs first thing, and that was a really good idea. And, uh, you know, he got he got it done, so props to him. I kind of want to talk more about this when we get to sports, but uh, that American top team uh, led by Mike Brown, Tiago Alves, dude, you it's hard to find a camp better than those guys, so – we give like praise to Dustin, but congrats to those guys too, because they really came forward with a good game plan too, you know? Yeah. So moving on, let's go. Fuck you, Terry. What the fuck is Bracken, boys? <clears throat> so I just want to ask you guys something. Uh, so I send savage messages to women that I'm trying to hook up with or trying to get their attention, right? So one of them, I sent her this message on Hinge. Um, so it was basically you can comment on their photo. So I commented on the her photo. Is a hinge? And only she can read this. No one else can see this. So I put on her photo saying, God damn, I would love to eat. Oh, no, it was God damn, I would love to eat ice cream off your ass, right? Well, she didn't deserve a response in general. I totally agree. That does not deserve a response. You're a fuckboy. Well, she responded. So she said, oh, what kind of ice cream? Not to, uh, I messaged her back. I said, butterscotch. And, she's, and she texted me back. She said, ew. <laughs> ew. <clears throat> and then, what did she say after that? She said, ew, not good. She said, ew, comma, not good enough. So I texted her back some other funny things, and that was it. That was the end of the conversation. You're telling me that you decided to just completely stop talking to me over the flavor of fucking butterscotch. Not the comment of, I would love to eat ice cream off your ass. That wasn't too far. That wasn't too far, but butterscotch, you're like, 
this man might be but ew and you're just done but you're telling me that you regularly get messages that say this shit. like what the fuck so i don't know I just, I just thought I'd let you guys know that, that I sent that message to some chick. I thought it was fucking funny. But I sent a lot of funny ones. Um, I'll, I'll have to call back with some other funny classic ones that I sent along. It's hilarious. But later, guys. ABLT gang. Whole lot of gang shit. 2K for the kids. Bunk gang. God. So Tom, so Tom, 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 Tom out here. Okay. <laughs> I heard, I heard you say, uh, what is hinge? Okay. Yes, what, what the fuck is that? Um, I'm guessing it's a dating app, kind of like Tinder. But Eric the Great, you know, goaded. He is goaded. As the goat. goat. Um, (laughs) In one of his podcasts, he was um, talking about Hinge here. And I don't know how to really say this respectfully, but he said that most of the matches you get on Hinge are fucking wildebeests. That's what he said. Look, that was my fucking podcast. He said that bullshit. I remember what you're talking about now. So, um, you know, I just, uh, I feel like if, cause that was a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. It's been a couple of, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks. So, uh, Eric, great. My question to you, my friend is why are you still on hinge? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think he, uh, I think he gave us a response. Actually. You ready for this? This yeah. is a fucking, this is a two-parter from Eric the great. Everybody. You ready? Wait a second, bro. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. I had coronavirus, right? And my last day of quarantine was Friday. So what I decided to do was I was jerking off like non-fucking-stop, dude. I was at least banging that motherfucker out like three times a day, dude. It was... It might, actually, hold on real quick. My hurt like a motherfucker for like a week, dude. Like, I was that's how much I was beating off during quarantine. Uh, for having the virus, but invited this little Hispanic chick over, right? And well, she's a squirter. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Everyone cheers me. So uh, I'm in the studio. I'm in my recording studio with her. I put her on my couch on one of the couches in the studio, which is like it's a super nice couch. It's a super nice big couch, but it's tan. It's tan, right? And so I'm fucking her. And, you know, she's, like, she speaks English, but not a whole fucking lot. So, she, instead of, like, saying she's, like, squirting or whatever, she's, like, oh, I'm a pee and shit like that. And so, like, I had this chick <laughs> all over my couch, right? And then I knew it was going to be soaking wet, so I flipped the lights on after we were done. And the whole fucking thing, like, the whole two bottom cushions were just covered with juice or piss or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So while she's naked, she's in the bathroom. I'm butt-ass naked. I'm running from my studio to the laundry room. I got uh, a whole bottle of spray OxyClean. <laughs> and I started spraying the couch. And I, got, I also got a dish rag. And then I'm sitting there, like, fucking poking and pushing, dude, like, trying to get this fucking pee stain out of my goddamn couch. Butt-ass naked. My knees are on the tile floor. I'm all slipping and falling, trying to scrub the fucking pee stain out of my couch. And she walks out. At the bathroom and looks at me and she says, "What the fuck?" And she's like, "No, mama sway." She's like, "What are you doing, no, mama sway?" And I was I told her, I looked at her and I was like, "It's gonna stain." 
so I mean that's it for you know ETG story for the week. Check me out another booty licking track. Type in ABLT podcast in your Google search engine, and it will pop up with all of our shit. It's the great peace, bitch. Oh fuck! Oh, I'm fucking <sighs> crying, dude. Oh god, dude, where do you even start with this, huh? I don't fucking know, honestly. <laughs> Just you know what? I'm gonna start it and end it at the same time. Just go listen to the ABLT podcast. That's all I got to say. Go listen to it. No matter what episode, you're more than likely going to have a, a couple good laughs. And, you know, it'll help you forget about your problems. That's for sure. Hey, my young brother brought out the OxyClean, bro. <laughs> he said I was fucking slipping on the tile floor. <laughs> bro, y'all don't understand. This is my fucking boy. Uh, we're going on a fucking comedy tour this summer. We're going to drop the date soon. I wasn't supposed to fucking say anything, but I can't help it anymore, bro. I'm so fucking excited. God, dude, I can't believe. I can't believe he fucking says this shit to me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, bro, he'll just be telling me a story sometimes. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. I can't breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm fucking crying, laughing. He just keeps, and he's so straight faced when he says it too. Like, you, you guys you guys just heard him laugh one time out of all the stories he's told? Like, holy fucking shit, dude. I love how in the in the group chat on Instagram, he's like, I hope you guys don't mind somebody who doesn't have a filter. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking ridiculous, bro, and I absolutely love it. That's my boy, man. I don't even know what to say. That's, uh, yep. Well, keeping it to three calls this week, we're we are rushed for time here. Let's jump on into a random news articles around the world, my brother. Let's do it, my boy. Uh, you know my format, my guy, A, B, or C? What you going with? Hmm, okay. What did I start last week with? Do you remember? I think I started with C. I think you went C to A last week. Okay, so let me do Let me do B. B. I don't know how you do this, honestly, because you, you always pick the one I want you to pick first. And I know people are probably like, well, you just pick, you just pick an article for it. No, no, this is really B right here. No, no, let me, let me, let me just stop you right there. It's because we have that brotherly intuition, bro. Is that what it is? We have that brotherly intuition. Dude, let's let's show these people what we got. You ready? Oh, man, we ain't done this in a minute. Pumpernickel. Perfume. Glow sticks. Sanitizer. Cat scratch fever. Cowboy boots. Twins. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Most of those went together very well. Yeah, I, don't, I can't even explain it sometimes, bro. It's supernatural. Supernatural as in spooky and supernatural because it's natural for us to do it. Anyway, okay. Uh, man catches 54 pieces of popcorn in his mouth in one minute. Can you see where I'm going with this? Oh my God. Is it the Dave Rush Power Hour? It's a Dave Rush Power Hour here on the Weekly Forecast, my boy. A pair of Idaho men broke a... Idaho men. As in plural. Broke a Guinness World Record when one used both hands to throw popcorn that the other caught in his mouth. David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education, teamed up with his neighbor, I think he's done this multiple times, by the way, Jonathan Hannon, to break the record for most popcorn thrown and then caught with the mouth in one minute. Team of two. Uh, Hannon, who is ambidextrous, threw popcorn with both hands, <laughs> and Rush caught the flying wait, snacks wait, wait, in his wait, mouth. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what did you say he was? Ambidextrous. Why are you pronouncing the B like that? How he's pushing on us? Say it, say it, say it again. Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. Anyway, uh, the men managed fifty-four catches in one minute, beating the previous record of thirty-seven, which was set in two thousand sixteen by Ashrita Furman and Bitpin Larkin. 
Did you say Bitpin? Yeah, that's the thing. Or no, Bippin. 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 Oh, Bippin. Bippin. Can we, um, fuck, we ain't got Terry. Can you, uh, can, are you able to do a Google search so we can see how many records Dave Rush actually has? It just said it. He's broke over, he's more than 150. Okay, more than 150 though. So like what, what do you think it is? Like 160, 170? What do you think? I'm going to say like 172. God, dude. What a fucking phenomenal human. You know, we gave praise to Dustin Poirier. Praise you, Dave Rush. Mouth of the South. Um, all right, bro. I'm gonna give you a fucking I'm gonna give you some shit. A, B, or C. Oh, I get oh, okay. Uh, I'm feeling uh C. Oh, okay. So, Scott, do you remember I used to live in Myrtle Beach, right? Yep. Yep. You remember me telling you about all the weird fucking people in Myrtle Beach? <laughs> yep. All right, well, a couple is accused of filming public sex at Myrtle Beach attractions. At attractions, you say? Police found a video of the duo having sex in a glass chamber on the landmark Myrtle Beach Skywheel. Bro, I used to live five minutes away from this motherfucker, and I'm so <laughs> glad that I never got in it. Uh, a South Carolina couple accused of having sex on a 200-foot-tall Ferris wheel. Pause. That's some Eric the Great shit right there. Eric, get to it, bud. Um, they're facing public lewdness charges in an incident captured on video, which police allegedly found uploaded to a pornographic website. This is essentially snitching on yourself, right? Yeah. The Skywheel operator called the incident extremely (laughs) disturbing (laughs) and told local media that its officials were not aware of the event until seeing reports of the arrest. So, this little fella had an idea that they were doing this, but he couldn't just be like, hey, you got to get off my wheel. You know what I'm saying? You don't think he would? Why did he not call the cops? Oh, buddy, this gets better. Okay, are you ready? Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'm not going to say their first names, but I'm going to say their last name. They are Mr. and Mrs. Harmon, okay? Okay. Okay, if you look into them, right? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Harmon is accused of urinating on a pair of vending machines in December of 2020. Oh, hell yeah. And in another incident, not with her husband, uh, she allegedly performed a similar act in a hotel elevator. Not with the husband, you say? Not with the husband. They, uh... So that resulted in $2,000 of property damage. Would you like to know how much their bail was for the Skylift sex? Yeah, I do. How much was their bail? For him, eighteen thousand, and for her, fourteen thousand. Why is it more for him? I have no idea. I guess because he was long dicking her. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I had word vomit just then. I didn't know what to say. Okay, uh, A, A or C. I don't fucking know. Give me, uh, give me A. British Columbia twelve-year-old breaks Jenga stacking world record. A lot of fucking world records being broke tonight. A British Columbia boy with a gift for balance broke a Guinness World Record by stacking 693 Jenga blocks atop a single vertical standing Jenga block. I'm going to send you a picture of this real quick. Just so you can get a, a reference of how ridiculous this is. Alden Maxwell, 12, of Salmon Arm, that's a weird place, said his record-breaking Salmon. stack <laughs> was his fourth attempt at breaking the record of 485 Jenga blocks stacked on a single vertical block which was set by Ty Star Valente 
I don't know how to pronounce that, of Arizona in July 2020. He said it took a lot of practice to develop his stacking technique. Uh, Guinness shared a video of Maxwell's record-breaking attempt. The organization said the boy now keeps the final block he placed on the stack in a place of honor in his bedroom. Are you seeing this photo? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it. How how does one do that? You know, uh, you know what really disturbs me when people break fucking records like this? What? How do they know that this is a record to break? You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess you would Google it first. Who the fuck comes up with this shit? Can we set a world record, you think? You know what? By episode 20, we will have broken a world record. I'm putting it out there to the universe. If you can if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Okay. What are we are we promoting STEM education or not? Can we can we promote like the Good Fight Foundation? We can, yes. Well, we will we will promote that. Okay, yeah, hell, fuck yeah, dude. That sounds good to me, dude. Uh, one more time, I'm just going to say, if you buy anything off our Redbubble account, which is in our bio, uh, that says takedown on it, I'm giving all the money to the Good Fight Foundation. Uh, with receipts, too. I will literally show you where your money went. So that's fucking cool. <clears throat> Scotty, right. do you like Jenga? I love Jenga. You know, fun fact, I have never lost a game of Jenga. Uh, I find that fucking hard to believe. Butterfingers. Look, somebody just she just somebody just fucking threw you something. You didn't even catch it. I caught it. Butterfinger but yeah, ass motherfucker. But yeah, I've never lost a game of Jenga, so I love Jenga. Would you are are you threatening me? Oh yeah. Yeah, next time you you're in town. Me? Next time you're in town, we got this. You guys heard it here first. JT versus SB Jenga. It's fucking going down. Twenty twenty one. How much money are we putting up? I got five grand that says I will spank your fucking ass. Five grand, you're matched. It'll be on uh, the weekly <gasps> forecast, Instagram live. We're I'm gonna, gonna fucking crush you. I'm pretty sure I've beaten you in Jenga before. You've not though. That's the thing. We've played Jenga before. You've never beat me. That's when you when you said I've never lost a game of Jenga. I find that fucking hard to believe. <laughs> I've lo- I've never lost a game of Jenga, dude. To, to anybody other than me, maybe. <laughs> We're playing that fucking dollar store stacking tower game, bro. It's not. That's not the same. The same. It ain't standard, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking good old loophole dude that's how i stayed out of jail in 2019 anyway hey man, sometimes you gotta uh, do what you gotta do hey which one you want um let's go with a an iguana wearing a bandana attacked a man in miami oh wait what wait wait i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> ready at all for that wait an iguana wearing what a bandana wearing iguana <laughs> reportedly <laughs> I got this article fucking a bandana wearing iguana reportedly allegedly allegedly uh, jumped over a home's fence and attacked a man in Miami. Then a woman wearing medical scrubs came looking for it. Are you ready for this bullshit? Yeah. This old Miami moment apparently happened and uh, uh, Miami raised journalist Ariel Castillo who now works for the U.S. Uh, anyway, she works somewhere, uh, is who it happened to. Okay, so it happened to a journalist. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I just got a call from one of my two social pod friends in Miami that they're being attacked by an iguana wearing a bandana. And then it ran next door. This thing ran. It took off after the alleged beatdown. It ran next door, followed by a woman 
chasing after it wearing scrubs. <laughs> the iguana came from her friend's next door neighbor, uh, and it leaped over the fence and just fucking went ape shit. Apparently, and this is a if I'm looking at the photo, it's a six foot fence. Um, let me ask you this, dude. Should we uh, should we be afraid of iguanas in 2021? You know, <clears throat> the new King Kong versus Godzilla movie is is I think it's going to be released in 2021. I watched the trailer for it last night. It looks phenomenal. But you it's know, looking great, doesn't it? With the go- with the goat of iguanas coming to the big screens, I think we may have an issue. I think we might want to be worried about them. You said goat of iguanas, but I really pictured uh, Godzilla as more of like a Komodo dragon. No, he's, he's like a really big, long iguana. Starting to walk on his back legs. If he was to wear a bandana and attack you, what do you think you'd? Uh, where, do, where do you think you'd be mentally? Not good. I don't think I'd be good at all, dude. If uh, anybody out there has been attacked by an iguana and you want to tell your story, feel free to call us at five zero two six nine four zero seven four nine. I'm interested in this story. I want to. I want to know more. I want to follow up to the story next week. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to lie. To you. You're probably not going to get that. Uh, okay. But, but, hey, who who would have thought, huh? Not me. <laughs> that iguana more than likely um, was owned by the man in this last article here I have for you. Man allegedly hid from coronavirus and authorities in Chicago airport for three months. Oh, okay. A California... A California man was arrested Saturday and accused of hiding in a restricted area of Chicago's O'Hare International Airport for three months. The man told police that COVID-19 had rendered him too scared to travel home to California, so he hid in the airport, surviving on food provided by strangers. United Airlines staff spotted 36-year-old, I'm not going to say his name, and requested identification. They said he removed his mask and presented a badge, which belonged to an airport operations manager who reported it missing last October. He faces felony charges of criminal trespass in a restricted area of an airport, as well as misdemeanor theft charges. Cooks County Judge Susan Ortiz set bail at $1,000. She also said if he came up with the money, he would be prohibited from returning to the airport. What do you think about this? Because, uh, you know, I know I laughed a little couple times in there, but I kind of feel kind of feel bad now looking back on it. Can I just can I just point out, you know how fucking dirty airports are, dude? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty gross. Airports are fucking disgusting, dude. I was taking a shit in Chicago in an airport one time, and they have a thing. You press a button on the toilet, and it wraps the seat in like a like an aluminum foil kind of kind of deal. Saran wrap shit. Wraps it for you, dude. That's how fucking slick they are. That's a fucking sweet-ass toilet. The rest of the airport's dog shit, though, dude. Nobody wants to eat Sabara pizza and fucking Starbucks. You know what I mean? And nobody wants... No, if you have kids and you're traveling via uh, air, you know, via an airport, don't let them fucking sneeze and pick boogers and wipe them all over shit. That's fucking disgusting. Anyways, dude. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for this guy. Sorry, I just had to rant, dude. I hate fucking airports. It's okay. Sometimes you just gotta rant. All right, man. Well, uh, since you kept this very fucking depressing today, I'm gonna try to uplift us a little bit. All right? Scotty, (laughs) do you remember the Bloodhound Gang? Uh, Yes. You remember that music video uh, where they're driving the hot dog car? <clears throat> yeah. You say yeah? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever want to do that when you grew up? Drive the hot dog car? Yeah. No. Well, now you can because Oscar Meyer is hiring quote unquote hot doggers to man the Wienermobile. <laughs> Everybody listening. 
All listeners, rejoice. Have you been looking for something that will stand out on your resume? Are you are you the kind of person who wants to work your fucking buns off while meeting hot dog fans across the country? Or maybe, just fucking maybe, you've always just wanted to drive a weird car. Today's your lucky day because Oscar Mayer is looking to hire a new crew of hot doggers to drive the Wienermobile. The Chicago-based company is looking for recent college graduates to take on the one-year paid job crisscrossing the country in the iconic 27-foot-long hot dog-shaped vehicle. I'm not going to read another fucking page or another fucking word of this page because this is actually making me sick to my stomach thinking about it. What do you... uh, Do you think college educations are just getting wasted? I mean... Once you said it was a year-long paid gig, it kind of, you know, kind of seems like a good thing to do. Can you imagine going to college for fucking aeronautical science, and you're you just tell your parents one day, oh well, you know, NASA taking a year called, off of life to drive a hot dog car around. <laughs> NASA called, but mom, I'm I'm just really called to this Wienermobile. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking kudos to anybody that drives a Wienermobile. It's a childhood dream of mine. And if you come by the state that I'm in, hey, holler at me. With that being said, let's drive our way into sports, my my dude. Good God, dude. It just never fucking works. We just, <laughs> we just got to find a different way. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. We started, uh, we started phone calls off by talking about Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Uh, Mike Chandler had a phenomenal weekend, uh, as you might have seen. Um, Scotty, have you watched any football, bro? zero dude me fucking too bro i'm not uh i don't give a fuck yeah i don't think i really care anymore i mean i want to i want to say that like that'll change but you know it's not looking very promising if i'm being honest i was watching some hockey the other day dude you know how much i love hockey i didn't give a fuck about it either (laughs) i'm gonna be straight honest i just didn't care i think we we need to segue away from sports and just segue into mma only apparently (laughs) <laughs> no man I, I fucking love hockey and, and if you guys are coming to us weekly looking for week old uh, sports news then hey man uh, yeah we really gotta figure out some something like our sports is all to shit like to be honest because you know the episode that came out today on the 26th <clears throat> has predictions for the Connor fight which happened last weekend you know what I mean like we need to figure that now, out now, now fucking two weekends ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you guys are coming to us for sports advice, uh, don't. Okay. But Conor McGregor fought this week and he fought Dustin Poirier. Hell of a fight. Two rounds. Uh, Mike Chandler had a really good showing. My little Brazilian Bay, Amanda Rebus, got fucked up. Yes, she uh, did. Scotty, let me ask you this. Did you buy the fight? Yes. I know the fight. No, you didn't, bitch. We, yes, I did. It. He didn't buy that shit. Dana I White bought that shit, bro. I bought that shit without the fight pass. It was like and, it was like ninety bucks. Me and Scotty, yeah, because I told you how much it was going to be if motherfuckers bought it. No, uh, I mean, me and I Scotty it. illegally streamed that shit. Me and Scotty illegally streamed that shit. Let me tell you, I heard that ESPN uh, was going after streamers so hard they went after their own stream. We did not illegally stream it, just so just so people are aware. But yeah, uh, the the stream went down. So they said they said, "Hey, who's streaming that right there? Close that down." And it was their own. It was their own stream, bro. I illegally streamed it, <clears throat> bro. Yeah, yeah. random. Ran- I just seen this like as soon as we started the podcast. Did you see who Jake Paul is fighting in his next boxing match? 
I've actually already done a breakdown for this. If you want to listen to the video, I, if you want to listen, you want to listen to the video. Yes. Play the All video. right. <clears throat> Hang on one second. I got to turn my volume up here. I, I've already done a breakdown. You guys can find it on uh, at the takedown podcast, but here you go. This is my breakdown of Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. All right, so people been tagging me, and it's Jake Paul, Ben Askren, boxing match, like, all day, and asking me, like, what I think about it and how I think it's going to go. Uh, I'm going to give you a breakdown, all right? It's going to be a fucking disgrace, and that's all there is to it. So, yep, happy Tuesday. Happy fucking Tuesday, am I right? It really is going to be a fucking train wreck, I feel. Uh, I think the trash talking is going to be really good leading up to the fight because Ben Askren's fucking a good trash talker and Jake Paul's a fucking clown. But Oh, he's going to clown Jake Paul so bad. I hope for for the decency of the sport of MMA that Ben Askren does not fucking lose this fight, dude. Yeah, I don't think we should have used... We shouldn't use Ben to represent MMA. No, you should have used Diaz. You should have used Nate Diaz, dude. I called out Conor McGregor earlier. No, you didn't. I did. did you really? Yeah, you want to hear it? <clears throat> He's not going to entertain you, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Conor McGregor got knocked out over the weekend. I've officially decided I'm going to come out of retirement. And uh, I'm going to fight your fucking ass, okay? Here's how it's going to go down. We're going to stand in the center of the octagon, and we're going to trade, and we're just going to be fucking... Jerking each other back and forth. And whoever fucking comes first loses. Yeah, that's a multi-million dollar fight right there. Sign it, Dana. Fuck. That's a, a weird way, a weird I'm, way to go about it there. But I'm doing a lot of promo lately. Um, I really think he's going to sign the contract. I think he's seen it a little too hard there, old bud. You think that's too aggressive? You think, uh, well, because he's like the king of trash talk, so I got to beat him to the punch. I, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. We're just going to meet in the center of the octagon, old bud. Dutch rudder style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, since we are very lackadaisical this week, just fucking end the show on a fun fact, please. A fun fact, not a not a fact, but just a fun fact. Make it fun. I'm fucking crying, bro. <laughs> you didn't have fun this week? <laughs> I think I've suffered an aneurysm. I'm pretty sure the left side of my face is drooping. What the fucking stroke, you bitch? That's what I said. Oh, God. No, you, okay, whatever. I'm just going to let you have it, bro. Oh, fuck. All right, guys. Are you ready for a fun fact? An extra fun fact? Before I say this random fact, would you say that me and you have a certain dialect to us? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, we got a little bit of an accent going on. Yeah. Do you know who else have accents? Who? Cows moo with regional accents. God damn it! That's not even fun. That is the funnest <laughs> it's not even shit ever. Fun. All right, guys, this is uh, this has been your boy Scott Tiddly Boy and uh, Cunt Face McGee. This is JT. Uh, hey, y'all, tag Conor McGregor under our podcast link. I'm trying to fight this motherfucker. <laughs> I think I'm- hopefully next week. Hopefully next week Terry will be back. Uh, I feel like the show's really falling apart without him. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Oh, turns out he was the glue that held us together. He was what we needed the whole time. Oh, uh, he wasn't the editor that we wanted, but he was the one that we deserved. Is that no? That's not how it is. Well, how does that saying go from Batman? We didn't even fucking. We didn't deserve that bullshit. I don't know what we could have done to deserve a shit fucking editor like him. But hey, Terry, if you're listening to this, bud, uh, you know from the bottom of my heart, 
I apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. I'm trying to get a Conor McGregor fight, bitch.